On this 34th Thursday in Ordinary Time, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, know that its desolation is at hand. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. Let those within the city escape from it, and let those in the countryside not enter the city, for these days are the time of punishment when all the scriptures are fulfilled. Woe to pregnant women and nursing mothers in those days, for a terrible calamity will come upon the earth and a wrathful judgment upon this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be taken as captives to all the Gentiles, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let's meditate on the phrase, save yourself. Those sneering words crucified Jesus received from the Jewish leaders, Roman soldiers and the unrepentant evildoer. That phrase was no different than the temptations he suffered in the desert when he was fasting for 40 days and nights and the devil presented him with an alternative path, different to that of the cross proposed by the Father in heaven. What did Jesus do at that moment? He responded with the word of God. What did he do from the cross? He didn't answer and remained faithful. What attitude must we have when faced with these kinds of tests, when we have the desire to come down from the cross, to abandon the path of love? Sometimes we may have to answer back to the one who tempts us with the word of God. Other times, like on the cross, we must simply remain silent. While Jesus was on the cross, he didn't answer or give any explanations. He did nothing. He just remained in silence, confident about what he had to do. Very hard to do. To do nothing requires great effort and, very often, it means a lot of hard work, even though all this work may not always be seen. Let's think now whether we are experiencing these kinds of tests, whether as internal or external temptations. Save yourself. Do your thing. Forget about the rest. You already have too many problems of your own. Stop trying. It's not worth it. Give up fighting. Don't speak to them any longer. They'll never change. Give up on your marriage. Many do. Abandon your consecration. It's all the same in the end. And like these, a thousand more phrases that may resound in our hearts or that other people may tell us. Let's pray and think about these things. 
Today's glimpses of the Gospel clearly has two parts. The first part refers to Jesus' announcement of the destruction of Jerusalem in the year 70. The second part refers to the need to prepare for the second coming of Jesus, which doesn't have a date, or better said, it has a date we ignore or will never know. Have you ever asked yourself when it could be? Many have. What will that day be like? I believe we've talked about this in the past, but what's important here is something else. What Jesus considers to be central, what he gives predominance to, is something else. Precisely, Jesus wants to correct that sometimes uncontrollable desire we have to know what will come and how it will come. What he teaches us is the attitude we must have when this happens, if it happens. He talks about three very concrete things, being encouraged, raising our heads and redemption. We have time to meditate on the first one only. The other two you can pray about and think about on your own. Jesus is sometimes quite ambitious, expecting a lot from us regarding things that, at first glance, we may feel aversion to. After mentioning all the bad things that can happen, he ends by talking about the importance of feeling encouraged. Is it possible? It is possible to feel encouraged when faced by something that seems disastrous, be it the end of the world, or the end of our lives, or of the life of a loved one. It's the attitude of the person who sees things clearly and has his heart anchored in the life hereafter. It's the attitude of those who have one foot on this earth and another climbing the step towards heaven. It's the attitude of those who have their feet on the ground but their gaze set on heaven. It's the encouragement felt by those who believe, by those who have faith. But I am not referring to those who only believe that God exists, but those who believe in what God says. They believe that God made man in Jesus, and because they believe Jesus, they know and have the certainty that his words are the truth, and that he does not lie. Do we understand the difference between saying that we believe and actually believing Jesus? How encouraged we feel in these situations is an indicator of our faith. We say we believe, but do we become desperate when faced with death or what might happen the day after tomorrow? If so, our faith is shaky and can be swept away by any kind of suffering. It can be toppled over by a strong gust of wind. If we lose our faith when faced with the possibility of the end, it's because our certainties are shaky. Many of us have a faith that is unsteady. No one's faith is so absolute and free of doubt or immune to these things, and that's why we must pray for faith. We must pray with faith for more faith, even if this may sound dumb. We must not take it for granted that we have enough faith. Sometimes we are somewhat prideful and we say in a very nonchalant and convinced way, I have a strong faith. Yes, that's true, that often we appear to have faith, but only when our faith is put to the test can we assess the strength of our faith, as we witnessed with Jesus, who did not come down from the cross. Let us always pray for faith, because it's a gift and the answer we must give. Today, let's be encouraged. Let's stand tall with a cheerful soul 
prepared and ready for what's to come, knowing that nothing escapes the hands of our Father in heaven, and not even one strand of hair will fall from our head. Let's feel encouraged. Let's pray for faith and trust. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain forever.